You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, as always, joining me, my brother, Cooper, Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm excited. We're going to do some NASCAR talk and also our first mock draft. Oh, dude, this is going to be fun, man. It is. It's going to be a sweet gig, man. It's going to be sweet. I can't wait to do it. What? Uh, nothing. I was going to say, let's do this. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> Not a problem, bro. All right, so we're gonna first we're gonna cover some uh, NASCAR news. We just had a blast from the past as the number twenty four Hendricks car finished first at the Miami, the Homestead Miami Speedway. This, of course, is not our father's number twenty four, which was driven by famed NASCAR driver Jeff Gordon. This year's iteration is being driven by Cup driver William By uh, By Byron. The sorry, William Byron. This is the second Cup race he has won, winning the Daytona in last August or winning at Daytona last August, in 111 Cup races. The field of 16 playoff car drivers just got a bit tighter as the first three races have gone to unlikely winners. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season shakes out for the veterans as the playoff spots are quickly quickly vanishing. Cooper, your thoughts on uh, our third straight unlikely winner to start the NASCAR season, plus the uh, veterans kind of losing out on some spots now. Well, I mean, hey, that's that's how it goes, dude. Uh... You know, as as life goes on, things progress, and mm-hmm. it's it's nice to see some of this younger talent getting more of a push. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, sorry to the older talent, but it is kind of that time sometimes. You know what I mean? So yes, sir. Uh, William Bryan did actually a uh, Byron. I keep calling him Brian. That's why I'm messing up. Byron actually got the benefit, though, that he got his old crew cheats from the Xfinity Cup races. Um, <clears throat> uh, I believe his last name's uh, Fugel, um, instead of having Chad Knauss. So he's got that familiarity back with his uh, former crew chief, so that'll help him immensely going nice. on throughout the season. And it's nice to see a 24 win, and it's not Jeff Gordon. Eh, I could care less. <laughs> I'm not really much of a Hendricks fan. I know Junior and the finishing his career at Hendricks Motorsports, but I was just, I don't know. There's a lot of suspect things that happened with the 48 car 
some things that kind of happened with the 24 car before Gordon retired. And kind of just like, yeah, it's a little like, yeah. So, <laughs> of course, that's also Teresa Earnhardt's fault that Junior didn't finish there. But we're not going to get into that wound because that just will make me sad. Oh, don't open that scab, please. Right. All right, so we're going to go ahead and switch gears and cover some quick NFL notes before we get into our mock draft. News coming from the man himself on Monday as J.J. Watt has officially signed with the Arizona Cardinals. This came as a shock because no one in the sports world had pegged the Cardinals as a potential team slash landing spot for Watt. Good money if you were a gambler would have been Pittsburgh, Green Bay, or Buffalo. But now this changes the dynamic a bit and lifts the Cardinals up into up in an already tough NFC West division. The NFC West now features two men of note to win three Defensive Player of the Year awards in Watt and Aaron Donald. So, Cooper, the already tough NFC West just got a whole lot tougher. Yeah, dude, this is crazy. And I think you and I already talked about this, so we didn't see this coming at all. No Um, one saw this coming. I'm just like, dude, why? Like, it just, I mean, other than money, it makes no sense. Yeah, we're not quite ready to start crowning Arizona a... uh, contender quite yet they still got a little bit of work to do in their uh, defensive side this does help granted definitely does help but it's not going to push them from the fourth place in the nfc west to all of a sudden challenging for the division crown i just especially if we're getting back jimmy a healthy jimmy garoppolo for the 49ers we we will see what stafford does in this offense for the rams and Seattle, Seattle, man. We never know what was Seattle. So I just I don't get what's going on here. I uh, to me as I, I don't get it with JJ Watt because I mean I understand wanting out of Houston, but going to Arizona not require not entirely an upgrade. Yeah, it's for the most kinda, part, it's kind of like you're swapping out one. Shit box for the next. Yeah, I mean, I would have understand if this was Arizona a few years ago when they had Carson Palmer and yeah, Prince Arians I mean, as a coach. Then it was, you know, that made more, that would have made more sense, but now, but now, mm, yeah, a little tough. Um, obviously, he must not care about trying to win a championship. He must think he's a Hall of Famer now without the ring, so he doesn't need, feel the need to try to cement his legacy by going after a championship because there was plenty of options for him to go chase. Pittsburgh's an option. Green Bay's an option. Buffalo, obviously. Like, I thought he was picking Pittsburgh, like... Because of his brothers, yeah. All the way. Either that or if it wasn't Pittsburgh, I thought for sure Green Bay. Because he's from Wisconsin, yep. That and just... That that defense is just stout anyways. Imagine adding him to that roster. I mean, they were so close to going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean, honestly... Could have what what might have made that four a five point differential up, yeah. Just because he brings so much to the table, so much pressure to yep. the offense, all that, dude. So um, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too happy about this one, but it is what it is, as we always say. Mm-hmm. Just life goes on. So yes, sir. All right. Well, speaking of the tough NFC West division. The Seahawks and Russell Wilson saga has taken a sudden sharp turn. It was announced last week that even though Russell Wilson has not formally asked to be traded by the team, 
If they were to trade him, his preferred destinations are Dallas, Chicago, New Orleans, or Las Vegas. The fact that there is seemingly a possibility that Seattle could trade their star quarterback, especially now that J.J. Watt is in the division and would have to face him twice uh, with that crummy offensive line, just makes you wonder if this will end up being uh, a matter of when, not if, he'll be traded. Yeah, definitely, dude. Uh, I know you and I both talked about this one, too, and I don't want to see him a cowboy at all. I don't either. Uh, I don't really care for him being in Seattle. But I respect and love Russell's game so much that I'm okay with it. And, of course, I rooted for them against um, New Orleans, not New Orleans, New England when they played um, New England in the Super Bowl. I'm so pissed that they lost that one. I don't, yeah. shouldn't have lost that. Um, but, but I, honestly, now with Watt there, you're going to have to face a team that has, features Watt, a team that features Aaron Donald, and... Nick Bosa's already shown he's good. Oh, yeah. So you got three legitimate pass rushers and your crappy-ass offensive line. Six games out of 17 now against that? Yeah. Hell no. Yep. It's it's scary out there in the West. And unfortunately, the only team I can see really making this trade is going to be the Cowboys if he ends up traded. Because... Dak's want, Dak currently wants more money than Russell's making currently. Dallas would be willing to give up the picks, I think, because they got so much offensive talent that it probably won't hurt to give up the draft capital that, at this point. That, and that's, that's all they're really missing right now is a quarterback. Right. We saw I mean, how bad I it was. I love Dak. Don't get me wrong. And if he wasn't... He wasn't going to throw all his injuries and stuff. Mm. We probably wouldn't be seeing this, but... I mean, you know, I've, I, of course, if that ends up happening, then Dak hits the free agent market. I'm sure you would love him to sit behind Roethlisberger for a year or them to go, you know what, Roethlisberger, we can get Dak. Go by. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to find out what happens now if this trade goes down. All right, man, so let's go ahead and switch gears and... Get into our mock draft. Let's do it, man. So, first up with the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cooper, you're picking first for the Jaguars. Who you got? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. Not surprised that you went there. Um, A lot of people don't see this as not happening. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, if you don't pick Lawrence, what the hell is wrong with you, basically, right now? All right, picking number two, the New York Jets. Um, I base this pick, of course, solely on the fact that we're, we didn't do trades. So if we think that Jets stay at two, I'm not sure they're quite sold on Darnold, and I think they would prefer the athleticism of Fields over Zach Wilson. So I have Justin Fields going to the Jets at number two. Quarterback, Ohio State. So, at number three, picking for the Dolphins, Cooper, who you got? Yeah, Devontae Smith, man. Yes, sir, Devontae Smith, wide uh, receiver, Alabama. You know, putting putting uh, two and him back together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. That is a great pickup for uh, the Dolphins right there. Arguments could be made that you would also you could pick up the uh, really good offensive tackle at that, at that point, too, to help protect Tua. 
but also getting him a weapon that he's very familiar with in Smith is also a great pickup as well. Exactly. All right, next up at number four, the Atlanta Falcons. Again, we didn't do any trades, so this is based on what I feel like they would do if they don't trade out, uh, which I still think is a high possibility. Uh, and so with that, they need one more playmaker on offense. They pick Kyle Pitts, tight end, Florida. This kid can line up at tight end. You can put him out wide at wide receiver. You can have him try to take on a guy in the slot. He is a flipping weapon. He's got great speed, great hands. He's big-bodied. He's a nightmare for defensive coordinators. Yeah, he can block. He can do it all, Mm -hmm. dude. So this kid will be undeniably, probably... If you honestly, if you didn't have Trevor Lawrence in this draft, I would say Kyle Pitts is probably the best player in this draft, hands down, bar none. That's how talented he is. All right, so picking fifth, Cooper, you have the Cincinnati Bengals. Who are you picking? Sewell, dude. Panay Sewell, offensive tackle, Oregon. He did take a year off. I don't think that's going to be a problem. He was already considered probably the top tackle prospect as a freshman two years ago from Oregon. He was probably, a lot of people said if he would have came out two years ago, he probably, if there wasn't a quarterback that or a team that needed a quarterback at number one, he probably would have went number one. Oh, yeah. Man. And he would probably go number one this year if it weren't for the fact that teams need quarterbacks. So that's a great choice. Um, the Bengals will have two options with that. They can either throw Panay at right tackle, or they can move Jonah Williams, who they've gotten recently in the draft, and move him to right tackle and put Sewell left tackle. Either way, that helps Joe Burrow with yeah, the, with he, uh, he his line. Protection, man. So. Obviously, because he got hurt. So yeah. So they definitely need he to protect probably him. Probably would have been rookie of the year if he wouldn't have been hurt. So there was a lot of people who said he was rookie of the year until his injury, and then Justin Herbert got it. But Herbert, the way Herbert played though down the stretch. He would have made it interesting at least. Oh, yeah. So it yeah, definitely yeah. wasn't like well, it, it was handed yeah. to him. So he would have he would have made it real fun. All right, so picking six, the Eagles. <laughs> I know a lot of people are going to be like, what am I doing here? Because they just got rid of Carson Wentz. Uh, they have Jalen Hurts who they picked. I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like they're entirely certain because they already said that it's an open competition for Hertz this year, and why not get him a good competitor to go up against in Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU? Ooh, yeah, dude, that's a good one. Yes, sir. Um, obviously, this is also predicated the, again that they don't trade out, right? Um, or trade up, because they could trade up and try to get something, a quarterback that they like up higher or whatever. There's a lot of things that begin happening here, but Zach Wilson is by some the second-rated quarterback. Um, I actually have him third myself. Fields, I do think he has better athleticism, which helps him. Uh, his legs is a lot better. But Zach Wilson is talented. We did see him play a couple times this last year for BOIU. He had um, he looks great with crap for talent around him. Now let's see what he does with actually some good talent. And um, even though the Eagles did struggle. You just basically needed to be healthy a lot better, a lot more last year. And if they get come back healthy, they have some pretty good talent. They still need to work on some other things. But, yeah, that I see Zach Wilson um, showing up and showing out for the Eagles. 
yeah. At number seven, Cooper, you're picking for the Detroit Lions. Who you got? Chase, wide receiver at LSU. Jamar Chase, man. This kid, um, he did opt out this last year as well. But he already was considered the top wide receiver. A lot of people still believe he's the top wide receiver. He's got sides, speed, very athletic, can run a really good route tree, and a lot of people believe he's the top. Do have him as the top prospect. A lot of people have him actually going to Miami. Like we said, though, we think the comfort that Tua would have having Smith there actually boosts um, that pick. The reason why we have that pig boost team morale, Mm -hmm. all that dude. Yes, sir. All right, picking number eight, the Carolina Panthers. Um, I have them taking uh, Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle, Northwestern. The only reason why I have that is because the top three quarterbacks we have going off the board already. So unless they trade up to go get one of those uh, quarterbacks, I don't see them taking uh, Trey Lance here. I, I mean, they could, but. They basically have Trey Lance and Teddy Bridgewater, so I just don't see that being a a real reason to pick him at this point because it's the same quarterback, basically, just an older version. Uh, though Trey Lance, some would say, is a lot more athletic, but I don't know. I just don't see it happening at this point. So uh, this is why I'm going with uh, Slater, an offensive tackle, to boost that offensive line, which was horrendous last year for the Panthers. All right, Cooper, number... Nine, the Denver Broncos. Who you got? Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. Micah Parsons, man, top-rated linebacker by everybody. He's fast. He can got. He's got sideline to sideline speed. He's a beast out of Penn State. He was probably the one highlight out of Penn State after uh, last year. That team was racked from the. And I think with with you know the Broncos, that's all they're really missing is. That one key linebacker to, mm-hmm. to help out, you know. So. Yeah, that that's true. They really do need a little bit more on the linebacker help. Again, predicated if they don't trade up. This is actually where I think the Broncos would actually have actually tried to make a deal with the Falcons to grab one of those quarterbacks. Uh, Cooper and I have talked about it. Uh, yeah. I really think if they gave up the ninth pick to Atlanta, uh, a third and either an, an extra second and Drew Locke or just Drew Locke in the first and the third. They could probably work that deal out. Atlanta still isn't within the top ten that way. And Denver can go up and get a Bronco. Uh, get a get a Bronco. <laughs> can get a quarterback that they want. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and the Falcons then also would have a quarterback of the future who can learn behind Matt Ryan and then also um, comes on a cheap contract currently. Because he wasn't a high draft pick. He was a low draft pick, so his contract is even less expensive. All right, number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. I have taking Patrick Sertan, number, oh, I almost said number two, Patrick Sertan the second, cornerback Alabama. Other than the SEC championship game where he looked like he couldn't guard crap against all those Florida athletes, Sertan is one of the better corners that you'll get he's got the good size that you want he's got some good speed he's a willing tackler you can't really go wrong with that and dallas needs a corner but the way things are going they might drive the quarterback for all we know (laughs) so we'll never know until we get there so picking number 11 the new york giants koopa who you taking dude i'm slaughtering this oh we'll see 
Koromoa. Yes, sir. Linebacker. Koromoa. Yeah. Yep. Linebacker, Notre Dame. This guy is the heart and soul of the Notre Dame defense, uh, and he will be the heart and soul of the Giants defense when he comes up. Uh, it may take him a couple years, but he is a very talented linebacker. Um, some almost have him on the same level as Michael Parsons, but not quite. So get, he's, But he's very talented, so you're not going wrong with that pick. And then at 12, picking for the 49ers, which is just wrong for me to have to do. But I'm here to do it anyways. <laughs> Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. They've already announced that we're going to move on from Richard Sherman. They're going to need to obviously replace him. Caleb Farley does that, just does just that for the 49ers. All right, brother. Number 13, Los Angeles Chargers. Who you got? Rasu. Gregory Rousseau. Rousseau, yeah. uh, defensive end out of Miami. Yeah, this kid, he he was another one of those who uh, opted out uh, for uh, his program. But raw talent, dude. Uh, a lot of people kind of put him in that Julius Peppers category, which is an honor because Peppers is a high-motor guy, can get to the edge quickly, and it can hurt you. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, man. All right, number 14 for the Minnesota Vikings, I have Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard, SC. They needed another guy on the offensive line, and they got the guy that's the most versatile lineman in this draft. You can plug him anywhere on your line. So you don't necessarily need him to be a guard. He can play tackle for you. He can play center if you need it. He can do it all. He's a Swiss Army knife, and that's what the Vikings needed. So number 15, the New England Patriots take who, Cooper? Lance Quarterback, South Dakota State. Yes, sir. Trey Lance. And actually, that was my mistake. It's North Dakota State. I did that one. That's my bad. Is that what that is? It's supposed to be North Dakota State. I put S. My, my bad. No, so that's my bad, actually. I made you read the wrong thing because I didn't pay attention to what I put. But yes, Trey Lance, North Dakota State. Same college as uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, he's very talented. He opted out. They, uh, he pl- they did play one game. Um, last year that they couldn't get really out of, so they had a major commitment to it, and they went ahead and played it, but then the uh, team went ahead and opted out for the rest of the season. Uh, Of course, then he um, said he was not going to play in the spring league, which we just found out that they lost their first game in like four years. Uh, The South Dakota Bison, uh, North Dakota Bison did. But Trey Lance, he does have some arm talent. He's very athletic. Uh, that's going to be a good pickup for the Patriots, though uh, it's going to be interesting to see how smart he is to pick up that offense that Josh McDaniels has. But if he works out, it's going to be good for New England, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. That's how we're going to be about it. Anyways, well, this might end up being changed because <laughs> we didn't know about what when we did this mock draft. <laughs> But picking 16, I have the Arizona Cardinals taking Phillips, the other defensive end out of Miami. Honestly, I only picked him because I didn't know about Watt. If I would have known yeah, about Watt, we I would have went dr- somewhere we else. We did the mock draft before we knew about Watt. So. Yeah, because the way it was looking, I was like, well, we might get this mock draft done before Watt even makes a decision. So that's why we'll obviously change it when we do the uh, 2.0 after uh, free agency and just before the draft uh, kicks off. We'll do our second one. 
And we'll probably have that updated. We'll probably have a few of these updated because a lot of people can pick up something in free agency where they won't need somebody. Exactly, so. yeah. All right, number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders pick who, Cooper? I lost my place. Hold on. Uh, pay, defensive end, Michigan. Quitty Pay, yes, sir. That's another one of those high-motor guys. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, was one of the highlights, again, for Michigan, who struggled this year. But Always got to love them edges, dude. Yes, sir. He, so he's going to bring it for them. It's going to be uh, definitely in, um, a good pickup for the Raiders. They reached on one a few years ago and ended up backfiring. I think Pay, though, at this spot would be perfect for them. All right, number 18, the Detroit Lions pick Derrissaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. You got it. You got golf. He needs to be protected. If he's under pressure, he struggles. And <laughs> getting Derrissaw will definitely help the Detroit Lions keep golf upright. I bet you're all sorts of happy about this, aren't you? Yes. You don't really have to yell at your quarterback much anymore. It's going to be weird, honestly. It's going to be the first time in a while you might like your quarterback. I haven't liked my quarterback since uh, before Bulger went sideways. That's that's a long time ago. That's 18 years. That's crazy, brother. Yeah, I know, right? All right, next up, picking 19, the Washington football team. Koopa, who are you picking for him? Jay Waddle. Wide receiver at Alabama. That's right, Jalen Waddle, the other very talented wide receiver coming out of Alabama. Some he do don't have, waddle, man. He don't. He waddle. don't waddle. Uh, a lot of some people have uh, him ranked higher than Devontae Smith, and they're like, "Well, because we're worried about Devontae's frame, okay?" But yet, Waddle's the one that was injured last year, not Devontae Smith. Uh, Devontae Smith does have a little bit taller frame. And he's also hella fast, track speed fast. So, yeah. what are you saying here? Because we already deal. Because usually, what the old say, the old adage is, "Hurt in college, hurt in hurt in the league." Waddle's already been hurt. This is not going to look good for them um, if he ends up being hurt. But also, Waddle is a really good talent. So I'm not too surprised. You're not count him out either. I'm not going to count him out. So. All right, and for me, the Chicago Bears go wide receiver as well as they pick up Tooney, wide receiver from Florida. Tooney, even though he is a little bit small in stature, is fast, fierce, and hard to guard, as Patrick Sertain can tell you from the SEC Championship game. Every time he turned around, (laughs) Tooney's downfield going, I'm open, Trask, I'm open, and Trask is like, Oh, shit, you are. Woo! There you go. So what you got to love, dude, is Florida, you know, they put out some good receivers, and this guy, he is very fast. I cannot wait to see what he does in the league, dude. All right. All right, number 21, the Indianapolis Colts. Who are they picking, Koopa? Mayfield, offensive tackle out of Michigan. Out of Michigan. That's right, Jay Mayfield. The only reason why we went with this pick is because they did lose Anthony Costanzo to retirement. Right. You have to replace him. If you can't do it in free agency, getting Mayfield will probably their be- be their best bet. And that's why we went, and well, Cooper went ahead and picked Mayfield because that's a need they have. And Mayfield 
also at this point was one of our higher rated players left on the board, so that's what we did. So it ended up working out to benefit them very much. So, picking at number 22, the Tennessee Titans. I have them taking on Wuziriki, a defensive tackle out of Washington. The highest rated defensive tackle on the board. And the Titans need somebody who can kind of stuff the run, besides the fact because they can run on anybody, but they struggled at times against team, also against teams that could also run. And uh, they need the guys that can clog up the middle. And uh, Azaruski can do that for them. Definitely. Oof, can't say his name properly. <laughs> right. Number 23, Cooper, who do you have the Jets taking? Now, being that, you know... I didn't really think before I, you know, <laughs> did this. I kind of screwed myself over with this pick. But I picked Najee Harris, running back, Alabama. Najee Harris, out of bounds. This is probably the best running back in a while. Actually, not just yeah. this draft, in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, probably I mean, we, since we, Zeke. We've seen freaking awesome... Running backs come out of Alabama. So. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Derrick Henry. The king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. King Henry. Uh, and he can do it all. He's got the power. He's also got speed. And he's got really good hands out of the backfield. And he can pass block very well. So that's a great pickup for the Jets. Um, this is, again, assuming that they do get a quarterback. They could go something else, too. But um, altogether, we will see what happens. But that I think that's just the best pickup for them in that aspect. They need a good running back in. Harris being there for them at 23 is a great pick. At 24, since you took Najee Harris away from the Steelers, I went ahead and got him the second best back, Travis Etienne, Etienne running back Clemson. This kid does it all as well, but does lack a little bit in power. Now he showed power against smaller opponents, smaller schools, so he's not going to be able to, I don't know if he'll be able to do a whole lot of that in the NFL, but it's going to be hard for them to also catch his ass because he is fast. So always with that a, speed, that will help. He's like a fast quarterback, I mean fast running back, sorry. Um, <laughs> quarterback, wow. What's wrong with me tonight? I don't know, man. You're a little sleepy. You're a little whoop. <laughs> anyway, so picking 25, Koopa. Who do you got the Jaguars taking now that they got their quarterback? Horn. Cornerback, South Carolina. J.C. Horn. Yes, sir. Another top-notch corner off the board going to the Jaguars. Obviously, hopefully they'll keep this one. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. Because this is a good this is a good corner. Is he certain Farley level? Not quite. He's definitely not Ramsey level either, but a good corner who can shut down just about almost anybody that you put him up against. Uh, so he has the capability of shadowing uh, the opponent's best receiver and also playing um, pretty good zone as well. For number 26, the Cleveland Browns, I have them taking, um, I believe that's Xavier uh, Collins, Zavian Collins. Outside linebacker Tulsa. They just need somebody to help with that pass rush. If they can get somebody who can help with it, that way they can line up opposite Miles Garrett, that team is going to start becoming a little bit tougher to beat for your whole division, basically. Yeah. 
Alright, so, number 27, Koopa. Who do you have the Ravens taking? Olja Larry, outside linebacker, Georgia. Yes, sir. Uh, we would have probably had them taking an offensive weapon for, um, you know, what's his name? Lamar Jackson, who you don't like? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that no, guy. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> But also, they do need some pass rush, and they get that help they yeah, need in Ojalari. Really, what you got to say about the Ravens is, you know, they've always been heavy, heavy on the defense. Yeah. So, this is where they need to they need to get back to that, dude. Yeah, sir. Because, I mean, you, that takes the pressure off the offense. They, they need that. Yeah, and if you're not having to... If you can actually get slow down some of that track speed that's coming out of Kansas City and get to the quarterback, uh, someone who can actually take down Patrick Mahomes, oh, yeah. then that helps your offense. You can actually then kneel on kneel on them a little bit, run the clock like you like you want to do. Um, though, like you said, if we had a more high ranked offensive weapon available for them, we probably would have went with that. But we didn't, and we digress. So here we go, <laughs> number twenty eight. The New Orleans Saints, if they are not fortunate to get Russell Wilson or have some fallout where they can get Dak or something. Of course, Drew Brees hasn't technically officially retired yet, so I'm not sure what the heck's going on. And his uh, agent did post a workout video for him. Uh, I think it was yesterday. So it's kind of getting weird in New Orleans all of a sudden. But I have them taking Kyle Trash quarterback, Florida. Now, a lot of people are like, well, what about Mac Jones from Alabama? Did anybody watch what Kyle Trask did this year? I mean, at all? They're like, well, he had all that talent. He had Pitts, probably the best player offensively. Did you see that he, uh, that Mac Jones had Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. They had the um, other really good wide receiver who's coming out probably number one wide receiver next year in the draft. Come on, man. It was not fair. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Bama had the that, better offensive but, line. But you got to give credit to the trust, too, with the fact that how many games was Pitts out with that with that concussion? Yeah. Was it like three or four games? He missed a good fair amount of games, yes. So, yeah. And he kept that team afloat. He did. Um, I mean, they they lost to A&M on a running back fumble, not his fault. So that was that loss. He went toe-to-toe with the number one team in the nation in the SEC championship game and almost pulled that crap out. Right, that was crazy. Against man. a team that freaking defense shut down Ohio State, and Ohio State was on a roll. <laughs> so come on, man. you got to give him credit. This kid's got talent. Right. So, and also, he also didn't have an offensive line like Mac Jones had in front of him. So, that kind of helped them. Anyways, I'll get off my soapbox now. Number 29, Green Bay Packers. Koopa, who you got them picking? Speaking of the, uh, the, dark, the dark force, we're picking Bowerman. Defensive tackle out of Alabama. Yeah, Barmore, defensive tackle out of Alabama. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Barmore. Barmore. Uh, another very solid defensive tackle. Another guy that can sit in the middle of that defense and help out Kenny uh, Kenny Clark. That's just going to help the Packers more. Definitely. It will. All right, man. So number 30, I had the Bills taking, I believe his name was Nick Bolton. His first name was Nick. 
inside linebacker Missouri. Kids got sideline to sideline speed, and they need some help on that defensive side. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get J.J. Watt, but it is what it is, as we like to say. Yeah, yeah. All right, bro. And I realized I just misspelled the Chiefs. I called them the Chefs. The Chefs? Yeah. Well, the Chefs are cooking. Yeah. Because they picking Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. Yeah, it became completely obvious that they needed help on that offensive line oh, last yes. year. and Or at least depth. And so Jenkins will help provide that. Definitely. And I hate to do this because I hate Tom Brady so much, as you all so well know by now. But picking 32, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is going off the fact that I don't believe they're going to end up being able to keep Chris Godwin. So to replace him, they picked Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver, LSU. The second talented wide receiver out of LSU. who's quite talented, honestly. He was a really good receiver. He's got a great opportunity. Um, and then if he gets to play with Tom Brady, of course, everybody will just be like, oh, my God, look what Tom He's Brady did. He's the best receiver ever. Yes. So, well, that does it for our mock draft. We actually did that in a little bit faster time than I thought. Of course, we also added some notes for NASCAR and football before that. So, not too bad on the time, I honestly. Not too bad at all, bro. I actually thought I was going to get on more of a soapbox rant a couple times than that, but I didn't. So, yay. <laughs> So we managed to pull down. So, of course, uh, this Thursday, be sure to tune in again because, of course, guess what we have for you? Worldwide Sports Talk. Saturday, we'll bring you Wrestling Talk. What happened between Bobby Lashley and The Miz? We'll be talking about it Saturday. Very interesting. Yes, it is. Do we have a new champion? Is it the soon-to-be-announced the return of Brock Lesnar? Only we will discuss Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday will be more basketball talk. So be sure to tune in. And I think we're going to start switching gears, and we're going to be mostly talking uh, auto racing, NASCAR a little bit, unless, of course, we get more breaking news in the NFL. Sounds good, brother. Yes, sir. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk, unless Cooper has anything to add. Nope. All right, brother. So with that, as always, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. sports.